0: Good day everyone. Chodesh Tov. Good month, good year, the best of everything. This week's Parsha uh, has uh, a central theme to it, even though there are many individual subjects in halachot which are discussed. But uh, as uh, can be seen from the Parsha, the central theme is that people are influenced by their environment, by outside forces, and that therefore we have to be on the lookout, on guard, against being swept away by these prevalent forces which always exist. So uh, the Torah warns us, it's talking about shoftim, about judges, but it talks to all of us, because in a sense we are all judges, we're always judging ourselves and others and events, so it says don't, don't be susceptible to corruption, to bribery, to graft. Why? Cause show blinds the eyes of otherwise wise people and it takes uh, the words of the righteous and falsifies and uh, misinterprets them. So sholchad is the representative of the outside world. The Gemara says that the whole world is misholchad, every individual. Uh, We're misholchad to our previous ideas, Uh, to our likes and dislikes, to how we view people, to our preconceived notions, all of that bribes us so that uh, we cannot look at the matter squarely. I have an incident of a uh, young man Very fine young man, really a very fine young man and he was raised in a very uh, religious home and he was sent to a uh, yeshiva and he was not a student. Didn't do well. So he came home one day and he said, when he was 15 or 16, he said uh, he doesn't want to go on to Yeshiva Gedola, uh, but instead he wants to uh, have a learning session every day for a certain number of hours, and then to uh, go to work the rest of the day and earn some money for himself get himself on his feet. So tragically, what happened is that the parents threw him out of the house. To me, something that is beyond my ken of understanding. But that's what happened. When that happened, so he stopped being an observant Jew. Now, if you think about it, logically, one thing has nothing to do with the other. The problem with the parents is a legitimate problem. And if he has animosity towards them, it's well understandable. But what has that got to do with being a Shomer Shabbat? What has it got to do with his... Destroying his eternal soul, especially since he's such a wonderful young man. But the answer is that that's what happens. He's blinded by the event that happened to him. So he can no longer see things in any perspective. And that's what it means, Yahweh, it's blinded. You can't see that one thing has nothing to do with another. You can't see that in the long run, it's a very foolish decision. And that's because of the outside influences of the world that always beset us. They blind us to reality. So therefore, you know, today we have fake news, you have fake pictures, the world is a fake, but the fake world is what influences us. It's what drives us. And in the story of ottoman Chava in Gan Eden. So the Torah begins to tell us that if left at our own devices. So they were arumim, they were not clothed. But they didn't know what it meant to be embarrassed. They didn't have a sense of shame. A, A newborn infant has no sense of shame. A newborn infant is not an evil person. He or she may be selfish, narcissistic, demanding, but that's for its own self-preservation. But if, no one is born evil. But what happens? So we see that when Chava is reprimanded she says, Anocha shishiani lecho. It's not me. The snake talked me into it. That's true. But she allowed herself to be talked into it. There's always a snake. There's always someone that's going to talk you into something. And when Odom is confronted, so he says the same thing, God, the, the woman that you gave me, right? It's, it's God's fault. She made me eat, so I, what do you want from me? Show them bias, right? There are a few things that people always hang uh, their uh, weaknesses on. One of them is Sholem So I have to do what she said, so I ate. So what do you you expect from me? So that's the sholcha that eats at us. It's the influence of the outside world. that constantly invades our space and governs our mind and our emotions. So the Torah warned us, said, the Torah told us, listen, you should know that you're Mishuchat. You know that you are. So therefore you have to be careful. Don't make snap judgments, and don't connect things that are unconnected. that's so important in life. You know when we are not necessarily in a good mood, so then everything that happens to us is bad. Things that otherwise would make us laugh or smile or even enjoy and now uh, depress us. Because that's our mood. And we're creatures of mood. But at least we have to realize it. The famous legend uh, that uh, Rav Nachman of Breslov, uh, Rav Nosen is quoted as... uh, telling the story in the name of Nachman that uh, one year uh, the uh, chief uh, agricultural expert in the country came to the king and he said, all of my indications are that next year the crop of grain that's going to grow contains within it all sorts of uh, hallucinogenic uh, uh, drugs, uh, everybody will be crazy from it. In the United States, in the West, it was called loco weed because it made you, uh, you know, I guess it's like eating marijuana or something. So it affects your brain. So he came to the king and he said, I want to warn you. So the king called in his minister and he told him the good news. And so the minister said, well, we'll store up enough grain this year so that we in the palace, the officers, the families, we won't have to eat the the grain that makes us crazy. So the king responded to that and said, if everybody else is crazy, and we are sane, they'll all say we are crazy, which is true. The whole world is crazy, and they don't know. So what's with us? So either we're crazy, or we're fanatics, or whatever. But we're not normal, we're not to be uh, complimented. Because the whole world is crazy. So the king thought, and he said, you know what we should do? We should eat the crazy grain also. But we should each mark on our forehead an X, so that when we look at each other, we'll know that we're crazy. and that is what the Gomorrah is teaching us to be with. You should know that we're mishuchat. You should know it's the snake, it's the wife, it's the man, the husband, whatever, it's all, it's something, it's the job, it's the society. Now the nature of shokhat, of the one who gives shokhat, is that he wants everybody to become Meshuchat. The nature of a criminal is that he wants the society to become criminal. It's not sufficient that he is. You see, in all totalitarian regimes, uh, they want everybody to be an informer. Give medals for it. Stalin gave a medal to uh, an eight-year-old boy that turned in his father. His father got killed because the eight-year-old boy said his father did something. Stalin gave him a medal. He was a hero of the Soviet Union. Because that's the nature. The nature of sholcha, the nature of this kind of an influence is that it's all pervasive. And once you let it out, you now it's like the coronavirus. They say that it could have been stopped in China. I don't know, maybe, yeah, I don't know anything about it. But it's for sure that once it was let out in the world, there it is everywhere. It's unseen, but it's here and it exacts its toll. So, therefore, there's a halacha in the Torah this week's parsha of Macy's. There's a, the Torah says it's a close relative. Achicha ben Imecha ben Achosecha. Your half brother, your nephew, somebody's close to you. And he agitates. He says, uh, (laughs) We should try something new. People are always looking to try something new. So, we'll try gods that we didn't know until now. That's something new. And'll we'll worship them, and not only that we'll feel confident in worshiping them because the rest of the world is worshiping them <laughs> How can it be that you know billions of people should worship like this? Yes I also want to be part of it. You know, the cynic said that it takes all kinds of people to make this world and I'm glad I'm not one of them. But we always are one of them. What everyone does, others do. I uh, saw once uh, in Chicago when I first was learning how to drive. So uh, there was a street that you were not allowed to make a left turn on. It was no left turn. But there were a line of cars, and the first car made a left turn illegally. And for some reason, the second car followed him, the third car, the fourth car, and waiting at the end of the street was a policeman that uh, had a field day giving everybody a ticket. Now if you ask him why did I make that left turn, I knew that it was illegal because I saw the other guy do it. The power of suggestion is enormous. It governs us. So that's the power of a Macy's. He'll talk you into things that otherwise you would never do convince you to do things against your own self-interest because of the fact that once you have been corrupted then you're open to all sorts of corruption. And then we find the case of Madiach in the Torah in this week's parsha where an entire Jewish community is, uh, so to speak, pushed over the ledge. People convince them because people convinced them that they, they destroyed their community as well as themselves. So all of that is the power of corruption. And therefore Chazal always pointed out, and that's why we say it in Davning three times a day, Malkei Avraham, Malkei Yitzchak, Malkei Yaakov, our mothers and fathers, their main characteristic was that they were incorruptible. The Novi says about Avraham Avinu, Krosiv. It was one There was one person. And he's willing to say to the king of Zomutvad I don't even want a shoelace from you. Don't say Aniashartyas Avron. Because if you say that Avram took from me. So then unfortunately the power of corruption of Shochad kicks in, whether or not the person realizes it or not. Therefore Khazal say on the Posik in Mishlei, the son Yichye," someone that doesn't take gifts even. One of the great problems is, uh, you know, you don't want to insult the person that's giving you a gift. But on the other hand, uh, gifts corrupt. They give us a prejudgment of people. And uh, the lack of gifts also corrupt. I knew Jews, uh, (laughs) very interesting that uh, they would accept Mishloch Mono's blindfolded. They didn't want to see who sent them Shalach Sampur. Because it's not only who sent it to you, it's who didn't send it to you. That's all part of the process of the Shochat that eats us. So our Avinu is above it. Yitzchak, they dig wells, plishtim stop them up, dig them again, stop them up. Happens over and over again. He accepts it. Why does he appear to be so docile? You know, in our age, we would send the uh, an F-35 to take care of it. And he accepts it. Until finally he comes to a place that uh, they don't argue with him about. Chovot. Chavnu Now we can be here. Because of the fact that He knows that fighting about the well will also corrupt him. It may corrupt him even more because of the effort that he has to put in to maintain the well. He has to fight for it. So then he can't let go. People tell you, you know, uh, 30 years I worked to build up this business. You think I'm going to give it up? Well, maybe you should, again, because we're blinded by it. We uh, only emphasize our efforts, what we put into it, and therefore we don't take into consideration many, many other things. I had a Jew Miami Beach, no, it was in Chicago, I'm sorry. So he had a clothing store, men's clothing store. He inherited from his father. Now they were interesting Jews, they were shul Jews, but the store was open on shops. And uh, it was closed on the holidays, on Yom and Tovim. I don't know what kind of situation. But you know, so I was young and impetuous then. It was the first my first experience of being a rabbi. I think I was twenty two years old. You're never as smart later as you are then. So I spoke to him and I said, you know, yeah, you you got the store closed on Yunte, why don't you close it on Shabbos? You know, come to Shul you love to come to Shul So he said to me, my father invested 30 years and I've invested 20 years to keep the store open. Do you think I'm going to walk away now? So there's no answer to that. The store is the sholchat. The store dominates you. So, again, you're sacrificing your eternity for the store. You can get up and walk away, it's very hard. Very difficult to walk away from anything. How many Jews didn't leave Europe in time simply because they couldn't walk away? It's repeated over and over again in hundreds and hundreds of situations today. People can't walk away. That's the shokha. It blinds us. So that a hundred years later, people look back and say, well, what was wrong with them? Didn't they realize? Didn't they see what's happening? But that's perfect hindsight. The moment that it's happening, it's shokhat. And that is the power of shokhat. That's the power of amesis, the power of a media. It's what leads to all sorts of things. So if we could, which we can't, if we could, we should shut out the whole world. Should have what's called today a bubble. The sports teams were training, so they were in a bubble. So it's a big plastic tent, nobody in, nobody out, can, not allegedly protect you. So if we could live in a bubble, it would be better off. But we don't. And basically we can't. And the world impinges upon us from every direction. And it cannot be avoided. So the only thing we can do is look for the X on our forehead that tells us that we're crazy. That warns us about these things. And perhaps if we're warned, then we're able to advance over it. That's what Moshe wants from them in this whole Chumj Dvarim. It's remarkable, remarkable Safer. That's why he recounts everything that happened before in the desert. Because when you look back at it, the next generation says they were idiots. They were fools. Why should anyone have followed Korach? Why should anyone have made an Ego? Why should anyone have complained about the man? But then they're going to have their own test when Moshe warns them. And they hurt the Israel, you'll become the same. All of which is evident. One thing the coronavirus did is lower the temperature a little. We're not so haughty, except for the politicians, who never get it. But The plain person is not so haughty anymore. He's not so certain. He's not so doctrinaire. He's less Meshukah than he was before. Which is a tremendous, tremendous accomplishment. Every negative bears with it positive things. So therefore, this lesson should sink into us. It should not allow us to be blinded, to ignore it. what we know to be right, to make clear to us and to our families That's what we have. We have the special quality and blessing of the Torah. The fact that not everyone agrees with us, so what can we do about it? That doesn't change the basic fact of why we are Jews and what it means to be a Jew. that's especially true now we're entering the month of Elul. We're coming to the Yom Nero We think a little about ourselves. We should think, uh, I'm not going to be so influenced. I'm not going to allow it to happen. I'm not going to be swept away by the foolish currents that swirl about us but rather I'm going to retain myself, my good sense, my tradition, my love of God and Torah, that somehow will see us through no matter what the issues and the problems are. So again, I want to wish you a good Chodesh and a good year and all of us should be healthy and well and uh, we'll uh, learn again on Sunday. Thank you very much. Gold dove.